guys, and welcome back to Culture Plus Kingdom and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I am your host, Tamira. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with freelance makeup artist, Miss Doris Elias. Miss Doris Elias is a certified freelance makeup artist in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Her expertise is focused on commercial media and special effects for both entertainment and education. Formerly trained in public health and in medicine as a physician assistant, she has been delighted to bring the world of health and art together as a makeup and special effects artist. She is a certified volunteer with the American Cancer Society and is an instructor in the Look Good, Feel Better program at the National Institutes of Health. She has served as a chair and co-chairperson on the Health Committee for Jack and Jill of America in Montgomery County from 2016 to 2019 and is an active member where she helps in fundraising for March of Dimes annual March for Babies Walk in Washington, D.C. As a teenager in the 1980s, Doris was fascinated with makeup and the theatrical arts. Unfortunately, the fascination did not extend to her immediate family. Coming from a family where she was the first to graduate from high school and eventually college. Her family could not see sacrificing finances for any type of art major. It was stem or dying steel mills of Cleveland, Ohio. Makeup always makeup will always be there for you and if it's God's will, her mother once said. This was in 1986. Little did she know that she would hear those words again in a different way in 2005. A medical colleague supported her decision to leave the profession to become a stay-at-home mom for a child with special needs. Medicine will always be there for you if you want to return. Miss Doris and I actually met when I put out a casting call for um, a makeup artist to do makeup for my models for a product shoot for the launching of my website. So, Miss Doris, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm glad you were able to be a part of the show. So, um, and I didn't know that you were a physician assistant. I mean, that's like incredible. And it's just, it's different because, um, you know, a lot of times people won't leave that type of career, you know, to be a creative, you know, working freelance. So... How has your yeah. journey as a cre- as a creator freelancer been so far? Um, well, it's actually no different from being in the medical profession. <laughs> you have successes and you have failures, um, but you, you keep on going. Um, I often joke with my husband that um, if I had known that being a physician assistant was going to prepare me for what life is like, um, in uh, the media arts, I I would have been set a long time ago. Nice. <laughs> and um, so I know your job as a physician assistant probably was very demanding. Um, how was your experience? Well, I guess you kind of answered that already, but I'm just so curious. Like, was it always, did you work in the emergency room? Um, I actually practiced um in internal medicine Mm -hmm. so i worked uh with a physician at uh in la jolla at scripps clinic there in good old southern california oh wow and um yeah so i worked there for about um 
three years and um, then eventually uh, had to make some uh, important decisions. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, after that. And where are you originally from? Um, Originally, I had, I'm originally from Ohio. Okay. And I left Ohio in the 80s and I lived in Texas until um, the, the late 90s. And um, so I lived in the Southwest. I moved from there to Arizona to start my uh, degree as a physician assistant. And then uh, met my husband and moved to Southern California. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And you know what? Every time I meet somebody from um, Arizona or wherever they live, they always ask because I stayed there for a month when I um, was training to be a flight attendant. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I actually had to stay. Well, it was in Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. It oh, was in yeah. Mesa. It was in Mesa, I think. Mesa, Mesa, yep. Phoenix. Mesa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and I hated it because I hated the weather. It was like, you know, the dry heat. So, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I never yeah, want to go we, back. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a good friend of mine, we used to always say you had to dress naked for the weather. <laughs> yes. And then when it rained and then it get like those monsoons. That's the first time I ever heard of a monsoon. I'm like, what is that? It was. Just, oh. Yeah. It was like weird. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. You stated you like the idea of bringing health and art together through special effects. Can you explain to us how um, how you have been able to do this? Well, it's kind of interesting. I became interested in um, special effects uh, about about four years ago. Okay. And basically just the usual gore, um, mm-hmm. scars um, and uh, bullet wounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to advance that. But I also like, um, ev- I'm sorry, I wanted to advance my training in that. But I still loved beauty makeup. And so what I did is I went on to um, the website and look for makeup artists near me that were very experienced, who did special effects and uh, beauty makeup as well. Right. And I found mm-hmm. someone. And from there, she taught me. And then she pointed me into the direction of um, uh, Suzanne Patterson. And I mean, this is a, amazing to me how God worked this out. Because mm-hmm. um, I not only met people who... I mean, just this was my first time reaching out. I not only met people who um, <clears throat> had an interest, but these were people with a significant, um, significant amount of experience. Suzanne Patterson is a two-time Emmy Award-winning makeup artist who's um, uh, just absolutely wonderful. And um, she has a, uh, a makeup store as well as a um, school here actually in uh, Northern Virginia. And so I went there and I started taking uh, a class on basic special effects. They call it uh, special effects or out of the kit where you use beauty makeup. Okay. Like if you're on a set and all of a sudden someone says, oh, we need her to look like she has a bruise. Well, you learn how to take what you have in your beauty kit to create bruises and to create um, scars. Oh, and wow. from, and then from there, I told her, I said, I'm really interested in this. I told her about my background. And from there, she invited me to apply um, for their casualties, uh, casualty um, and injury simulation 
Um, and it's actually a, a certified program for people in special effects who specifically want to help train those in the medical field, first responders, such as your police officers, your fire persons, um, and your EMT folks. Oh, wow. So that's how I got deeper and deeper to it. In the meantime, um, she encouraged me to continue on my skills. And again, um, you know, I just put the word out and just God blessed me with this lady um, in a hair salon who said, you know, they're looking for someone to do special effects um, in uh, at a place called Markov's Hunted Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went out there. And I was actually very, very nervous, <laughs> but um, I went out there and I got accepted um, for the position for that seasonal job. Okay. And one of the things you really need to learn in special effects is how to airbrush. And I really couldn't see myself taking a lot of money from the household to go learn airbrushing. It costs so much, oh, but wow. God bless me because this job, they're going to give me, they're going to teach me how to do it. So I had on hand. I had work experience, you know, and they were teaching me how to do it right there. See, all I knew how to do was hold the airbrush and spray it a little bit, but they, you know, they really helped me. And so from there, um, I continue to work seasonally. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to give a little shout out to Field of Springs, which is where I am now. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, and so that's how I continue to, um, to work in the area. And um, I guess one more thing uh, is that uh, right now I occasionally volunteer for Anne Arundel County um, Fire Department. Uh, they train their community emergency and response team at the fire state at the uh, fire academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go there about maybe three or four times a year and I help uh, create wounds on volunteer actors who are going to be victims for uh, the students to practice on. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I, I didn't even know like you can... Wow, I didn't even know that they do that. That's interesting. You know, usually I would think of movie sets where a lot of... Or, you know, working on at theaters or something like that, um, you know, where a lot of special effects makeup artists would go to. I never knew that... Um, your local fire department, you know, could hire people to do that. Wow, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's also kind of unfortunate, but um, unfortunately, they they have to be trained to see that mm-hmm. and not and continue to do their job. Mm-hmm. So, and I always used to wonder how can they like see all of that, right. you know, people extremely, you know, burn mm-hmm. or or you know a lot of the blood and all of that. How how could they? you know, get past all of that. Well, this training helps them. So they're sort of, they're seeing it now so that they can still focus on helping um, people in the community to get the services they need when they're in an emergency situation like that. Right. And um, so working on like, because you said you do uh, like uh, commercial um, things. So working on commercial sets or movie sets, or even um, now that you say that, you know, working with the fire department, um, could some of these things might last up to like 12 to 18 hours a day. I know that's how it is when, when you're working on sets. Um, so what are your, what are some essentials that you must have with you at all times for like your long days when you know it's going to be a long day? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, first of all, um, I don't do movies unless I unless I'm an assistant. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and uh, well, the or, reason why I asked, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do remember when you when you did the makeup for me, you were telling me how you had did like a um I don't know, some set or some movie or something like that and you said that you were there you were there like all night. Do you remember us having that conversation? Oh, yes, I remember it. That's why I don't do movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why I don't do movies. <laughs> the first time um the first time I assisted my, my mentor, mm-hmm. uh, she was doing a she was doing a um, she was working on a series with Discovery, and mm-hmm. it's one of those crime you know those crime shows where they talk about the crime, right? And, right. and then they work kind of back to how they were caught, that kind of thing. Oh, like a reenactment type of thing. Yeah, yeah, the reenactments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, and so um, <laughs> I'll never forget. I, I came on the set. And, um, you know, they gave me a copy of the script and she kind of talked me through, you know, the do's and don'ts of um, being on the set. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, she was wonderful. I mean, she, you know, really helped me learn right there and then all the type of things you need to bring. And I have to say, I was quite overwhelmed because I she she had brought with her three ch- trunks, trunk loads of oh. makeup. Oh, wow. <laughs> because she didn't know. Until she came on set, what what, what they would need. Mm-hmm. So one trunk would probably, I believe, one trunk had um, uh, uh, blood and prosthetics, and she had various apparatuses in there for how to make blood squirt and splatter. Mm. <laughs> and then another trunk trunk was, you know, your your beauty makeup, and <clears throat> another trunk was like, you know, maybe for hair, tidying up hair or doing hair. It was, it, I was totally overwhelmed when I saw that. And I thought, oh my gosh, you really have to bring a lot of stuff when you're doing special effects. And then um, I remember we started at 11 a.m. Uh, that morning and it rained the entire morning. Oh no. And I remember um, I went with her everywhere holding the umbrella over her so she could apply makeup to the actors mm-hmm. and um, trying to keep the makeup, you know, from getting uh, damaged by the rain. That was one, another one of my jobs. And then uh, I also remember um, that I even played an extra, but you can't see me. <laughs> I was a passenger in a car. <laughs> and, um, and then I just remember sitting around and um, we weren't done shooting, uh, but she said, "Where we're?" She said, "Well, we're dead." She says, "Right now, I'm just going to be powdering and doing all that." She's like, "You can go home now." And when I looked at my watch, it was two a.m. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but I remember you saying that, telling me that you were like. And then I think we had the photo shoot the next day. Probably what I don't know, maybe eleven. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Bless your heart for even still coming. Oh my God. It was so funny because my husband, uh, when I got home, he had this look on his face. (laughs) He goes, doing movies is not good for our family life. Right, right. Oh, wow. And how long were you gone that day? Like, what time did you leave to go there? I left the 
nine that morning because oh, I wanted wow. to be early, you know, make a good impression and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I thought photo shoots was long. I don't think I could last that long. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh man, it was it was something else. <laughs> yes. Okay, so now that we got that out the way, so what are some what what are some of your essentials you must have with days like that? Well, you don't do days like that anymore, but just for long days. Oh, for long days, mm -hmm. um, definitely my makeup kit mm -hmm. and my makeup light. Um, mm -hmm. I ha I love my makeup light. Mm -hmm. um, I use the makeup light, and it is very bright, and it gives me about it gives me close to daylight on um oh, wow. on my uh, on my actors and or the models. Mm -hmm. And so I take that because um, I have over fifty year old eyes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And I can't see a thing. <laughs> and I used to take these glasses that um, my mentor told me to stop wearing them and to just go ahead and break down and get the uh, bifocal glasses. Oh, no. But I used to have these, you know, like those glasses that the dentist wears. Oh, where yeah. They're kind of like the microscopic because I was so obsessed with making sure that my lines were straight on, you know, when I oh. did eyeliner and everything. Mm -hmm. and so I would put those on. <laughs> And I think I was freaking people out like, man, she can't see. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, I don't I don't have those anymore. OK, but um, I uh, I have my found, I I have my favorite foundation, which is I use Graftobian um, and I have my favorite um, powders that I like to use. Do you want me to actually name them? No, 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 no. Just Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying like for instance also like far as food, like do you do you take food with you, you know? Do you, do oh, you yeah, water? I live on protein bars. Yeah, just like yeah, what, you know, what I have keeps to take you in protein with me. I love protein okay. bars and almonds mm. and um oh gosh, what are those called? Macadamia nuts. I have to eat those um and keep up my uh energy. <laughs> Hey guys, I just wanted to jump on one second. Um, we were having a little bit of connection uh, problems during the interview. So one of the questions we were discussing um, how to balance, uh, how does Miss Dorse deal with work-life balance? Um, she's explaining that she is a mom, um, a wife, and she is a mom of a special needs child. So she's just explaining to us how she deals with everything. Um, it kind of got chopped off a little bit um, just with the connection problem. So we're going to jump right back into it as she's discussing her daughter now. Because sometimes opportunities will come across and I'll have to say no because I know I have to take my daughter to, um, you know, her doctor's appointment. My daughter, um, she uh, is an Aspie. She has Asperger's and... Um, which is um, on the autism spectrum mm -hmm. and she had it since birth. And um, thank God she has gotten better over the years and she's doing so much better. And um, uh, she's a lot more social now and, and, you know, is pretty much managing, uh, managing her herself as a teenager. <laughs> and she does all the crazy things that, you know, she puts me through all of the crazy things with that teenagers put their parents through right. and then some right. <laughs> yeah. but um so yeah I have to really uh, make the decision for example like if I know that I have um, an appointment with her coming up mm -hmm. and 
And um, and I also have a son who um, he's um, ADHD, and then he also um, I have I take him to uh, the doctor to and also to uh, to social groups and stuff to also be with kids who are like him who have siblings with autism. Right. And, uh, so it's so he he needs that outlet to be able to talk to somebody who's just you know going through the same thing that he's going through. So if I know that they have appointments and stuff coming up, I know that um, I have to schedule when I'm going to do that photo shoot. Uh, I know that when um, I, I answer a ad for a makeup artist, that it's going to have, I, I have to look at the day and time that it's on to make sure that I can be there. Because when I'm there, I want to be 100% there. Right. I don't want to be at a location um, and thinking about, oh, my gosh, you know, who's going to take my daughter here? Who's going to do that? Um, I mean, that's the reason why I stopped uh, working in the medical field is because I realized um, one day that I I was already beginning to worry about my daughter and I couldn't focus <laughs> on my patients. Right. <laughs> and so I, I finally said to my husband, I said, I, I can't. I, I can't take care of somebody else if I can't take care of my own child. <laughs> um, you know, I think that if she had been neurotypical, mm-hmm. I probably I probably would have continued, you know, working. But okay. that wasn't God's will. Right. And, um, and if someone told me that I was going to be a makeup artist um, when I was, you know, uh, about 20 years ago, I would have looked at him and said, I don't think so. <laughs> I, you know, I work very hard (laughs) and uh, but it's also kind of interesting to me how you know that um, it was easy for me to fall back into this because um, because of what my mother said you know Mm -hmm. she said it'll be there for you right Um, and and she was right it was still here (laughs) yeah and you know, about the work-life balance, you'll be surprised. A lot of people um, say that a lot of people that I've asked, um, just like friends and just, you know, in passing, um, they say they don't have, you know, a work-life balance. So right. your answer is not, you know, it's, it's no wrong answer. It's whatever, you know, your life yeah. is set up for. I just think, um, and like I was telling a friend of mine, and I also said on my last podcast, um, you know, which I realized is that I think we have to try to just make time to be um, exactly kind for our, kind to ourselves, and meaning mm-hmm. that we do, you know, as being a mom, you know, you do everything for your family, being a wife, you know, for your husband, and you're the caretaker, right. and right. we forget ourselves in the process. And you know, I don't have kids yet, but I do have a husband, you know, and we right. neglect ourselves. So I was just. What I try to tell my friends and my loved ones is I think we should just take time for ourselves and make sure, you know, to be kind to ourselves because we're not yes. a lot of times, you know, we neglect you know, ourselves. So. You know, you're, that is so true. And that's actually, you know, um, uh, my response with, you know, I haven't found, I haven't really found that balance right. Um, right. is something that um, taking time out for yourself is something that uh, my husband has really brought to my attention mm-hmm. and two months ago we started started our, our date night again oh wow i know isn't that crazy but um and then uh and here's something else that's even really crazy um uh last year we used tickets that his um brother gave to us to go to an opera 
probably before we got married, we used to love to go to the uh, to the opera when we lived in San Diego. Uh-huh. And um, and I like operas because they're messy. You know, they're it's drama. And right. <laughs> and um, and so you know, I like to. You know, I would come home the next day and, um, or go to work and tell say, "Girl, let me tell you about you know turn that <laughs> she did it like then, and let me tell you what she did. She put this edict out that all the men had to be killed. And da, 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 you know, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so anyway, but um, uh, I miss I miss that that drama. Right. And so right. he gave us tickets to the opera right after my son was born, and we were kind of like, "Are you kidding? <laughs> 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 when are we gonna use these?" It's like he almost well, kind of knew you guys needed it, you know. Probably not, not like right then and there, but eventually, yeah. you know, you were going to. Well, it. it was funny because my husband called the opera last year and uh, he said, uh, "We have these tickets from like 2009." <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, really? They were from 2009? Yeah, they were from 2009. Oh wow! And they still honored them. They honored them. Wow! There was no, there was no expiration date on them. Oh wow, that talk so about extra, you know, excellent <laughs> customer service. Oh my goodness! Wow. And that was the beginning of the date night. Now, mm. <laughs> so yes, um, we did that. I think that last year, and then he said we need to start doing that again. So we're 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 doing the date night. So you know, I hope the next time uh, I see you, I can say I I am I am gaining that balance. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's all we aim for. I hope so. And you know, it's never too late to do date night. You know, you have to, you know, keep it fresh. And, you know, you guys have to make sure you spend time together. So it's never too late. It's awesome that you guys can still do that. Oh, yeah. But one of the things I I love about um, my job is that I incorporate my family a lot into my work. Okay. So, um, like, um, you know, we had a night that was supposed to be a date night. But um, it was also a night that the that the studios um, were opening up to the public. And I said, well, why don't you come um, to the studio and I'll turn you into Thanos. Um, and uh, that'd be like our date. <laughs> we can talk and catch up. Oh, and it was wonderful. Wow. He sat there in the chair. I put the latex stuff on him and, Aww. you know, and <laughs> put the ball cap on him. And uh-huh. people were, you know, came around and asked questions and stuff. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so you know it worked out, and um, I bring my son there, and uh, I face paint also. So I practice face painting on him, mm-hmm. and uh, people get to kind of see him, and he likes he's a, such a ham, so he gets to ham it up for folks. <laughs> oh goodness, like entertaining and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do. I bring my family into it a lot to try to make sure that we that we can all stick together. Now it's funny, my daughter she has new interests. <laughs> And makeup oh, whatsoever really? oh, absolutely wow. no interest um except for the black liner and the lipstick um okay. she's taking she's really getting into goth oh wow. Uh, so uh she asked me to buy her some some black eyeliner mm-hmm. and, uh, and she likes to use my black um nail polish <laughs> <laughs> The golf look is kind of in, you know, you can help her kind of glam it up a little bit. So Yeah, I'm trying to do some golf glam on her, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you are an instructor at the Look Good, Feel Better program. 
um, at the National Institutes of Health. Can you explain who the, who the program benefits and how we can join the program? Okay. Well, first of all, um, prior uh, to when I wrote, I think I sent you the, my standard uh, bio, mm-hmm. the Look Good, Feel Better program is now solo. They are no longer a part of the American Cancer Society. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but the program still exists at mm-hmm. NIH, mm-hmm. and the purpose of the program is to help patients who are um, dealing to help patients deal with the um, prop, deal with the problems that come along uh, with how you look when you're undergoing cancer therapy. So radiation therapy can. Um, uh, uh, whether they're doing radiation, whether they're doing um, injection, getting oh, their medicine, those are, or orally, the medications, they all have side effects. And a lot of times the side effects will affect their skin, it'll affect their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they, you know, they, they, the concern is about they want to look like themselves. Yeah. And so what volunteers for the Look Good, Feel Better program do is we educate them and we show them by having, um, basically it's nice, it's very informal. We have like a little makeup get together and um, we teach them one-on-one as well as in a a group setting, how to apply the makeup to create eyebrows, to create the look of lashes. Um, We even uh, bring in like wigs and show them, you know, different, they get to try on different types of wigs that will go with their facial shape um and also uh, scarves we teach them how to use scarves and a lot of times i mean it's just when i go i feel like it's a big it's a party and i know that sounds you know crazy but it is um um, a lot of times we go and everybody just talk you know we we talk about the makeup i think we maybe spend um two minutes talking about you know why they're there what they're being treated for and then the rest of the time it's 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 a makeup party (laughs) So I really enjoy being a part of that program. Wow, that's awesome. I would love for you to, um, send, if you have like a, a link and I can put it in the show notes. Um, okay. Because any, you know, anyone basically who has cancer or knows someone can join the program. Is that correct? That's cor- that's correct. They can join the program um, many hospitals have the program, okay. and if you and if your hospital, if you're being treated for cancer, uh-huh. and you don't know if um, your uh, clinic or hospital has the program, you can go to their website, look up um, a program that's close to you. Okay. And I think all you need is like your doctor's recommendation, or if you're in a hospital being treated and they have it, I think you can get a recommendation from maybe the. Um, I think they are the recreational therapists, but um, yes, uh, they they are they are there. Wow, and that that is like really awesome because you know you can help these women feel better about themselves. You know because they're already going through so much with this disease, and mm-hmm. you know, oh wow, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's so encouraging to yeah. see people you know um, uh, come in. And, you know, they're feeling, you know, very, um, uh, I don't want to stop resistant. Um, oh, God. Enter, they're, they're very um, 
introspective mm-hmm. or I can't think of the word when you're kind of a uh, gosh my brain just ugh. anyway we have people who <laughs> are very shy you. yeah yeah that's okay I'll just say they're very shy oh like and an introvert introvert huh introvert thank you they're introverts and then by the time you leave they're you know you're joking around and it's just it's really good it's a really good experience and so i've i've been blessed to be a part of that oh wow so you said your family wasn't on board with you pursuing um, an art major often our family doesn't support things that they may not understand i think we all have you know um been through that um, what would you tell a younger Doris about choosing to pursue her passion or choosing a career with financial stability? Um, I would say now, um, with what I know now, I would say choose, go with your, go with your heart, mm-hmm. go with what you really love, um, no matter what anyone says. Uh, and I was, I would basically say to go for it and regarding finances, Mm -hmm. um, I would say, um, you know, pursue, pursue it. Um, and I would say also to, uh, get a degree in business (laughs) (laughs) because one one of the things I've learned, um, is that two things I've learned is that um, when you become a freelancer, oh my gosh, there's so many things you need to learn about the business world. Yes. The other thing I've learned is that there's a plethora of makeup artists out here with business degrees <laughs> and they know and they, and they're very successful <laughs> because they, they have business sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm amazed. I'll find out, oh, you know, they'll say, yeah, I have a degree in business or I have an associates in business. And I'll go, really? <laughs> and, um, and they're working and they're managing their, you know, their uh, freelance business um, extremely well. And it's because uh, they understand the marketing and all of that, they, all of those nuances. So do you, for like entrepreneurs and uh, freelancers, do you think that they should go to college, that they should get a degree? Um, it depends. I think it depends mm-hmm. on what you're studying. I don't think you need to go to college, mm-hmm. but I do think that um, it helps to uh, take classes mm-hmm. in uh, business. Okay. I think that if you're going to start a business, you really need to learn, uh, know um, about, um, you know, what type of business is going to be right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need to learn about marketing, which is extremely important because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to talk about yourself a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's easy for me to do this, do that in this venue right now because mm-hmm. we're not looking at each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's hard when uh, you have to go up to talk to tell people, hey, you know, I'm Doris Elias. I'm a makeup artist. Um, you know, are, are you looking for someone to do your makeup, <laughs> you know, right. or something like that? And then you have to come up with a nice classy way to say that. And marketing <laughs> teaches you teaches you how to do that. Right. 
Um, whereas, you know, someone like me, I have to make a lot of mistakes before I figure out, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> but you're very personable, so I'm quite sure, you know, it comes off the right way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it works so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had day, I've had bad days. <laughs> yeah, I think we all, have, while we're trying to get in the groove, you know, I think we kind of. Yeah, 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 I know. It's like, it's really interesting to me. Like, I had one uh, week, uh, I think it was last week, doing uh, doing proms mm-hmm. and special events. And it felt like, man, you know, um, it was near the end of the day. And by the end of the day, you know, you're you're like, oh, you're excited. But at the same time, you're like, Oh my gosh! I just I'm ready to like I'm ready to sit down. I think that's that's when you have to really um, love what you're doing right. to make you to make you go, keep going. Yeah, absolutely. When you mm-hmm, and still do your best mm-hmm. because it's so easy to want to go. Oh, she wants this look. I'm just gonna you know add this because this is really quick. Well, no, I can't do that because you know it's not gonna look. <laughs> You know the way I want it to look. Right, you still have <laughs> to look like like I did it mm-hmm. to really fast because I want to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yes, those those are things you know to think about. Okay. So um, so I wouldn't say you need to go to college, but I would say that you need to have a, a skill for managing a business because it's not all makeup. No, I mean, no. I probably spend. Um, I spend way too much time trying to figure out to figure out marketing, mm-hmm. uh, to figure out how to get my next gig, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and to find my own my own niche because or niche because um, one thing I think a lot of makeup artists don't realize is that there are so many um, ways you can you can do this. I think a lot of times we think you know okay I'm just going to do brides and just do um, you know, proms, but there's, you know, there are makeup artists who work in the funeral industry. There are makeup artists who, you know, do what I do. There are makeup artists who, you know, do theater. You know, so I think it's, um, you know, you have to really figure out what to do and where to go um, to do what you love. But also, I think you also have to think about um, um, where you can, where you can shine best your and do your best as well okay yeah i agree awesome advice so um psalms 32 8 says i will instruct you and show you the way to go proverbs 3 5 says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding i believe um we need god to guide us right Yes. I know sometimes um, we struggle with this because our our timing is never God's. We want a right now God. You know, sometimes yes. we want Him to do stuff when we want Him to do it, right? That's but in right. And He is on. He's an on time God. How do you deal with waiting on God's timing versus trying to make things happen on your own? Oh gosh, I'm. I, I, I sometimes think I am screaming and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I want it right now, right, right now. Right, right, me too, me too. And, oh gosh, um, I think that uh, a lot of things that have happened in my life have been a um, wait, 
Uh, and you know, when, and when I say you're ready or when I, it will happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's interesting because uh, I can't say that in many ways I, I feel not only uh, blessed but very lucky to have had the opportunity to do uh, the, to the careers that I love. I think that, um, uh, you know, I love doing makeup and I, and I did love doing um, being a PA. And um, I love having that one-on-one -on -one relationship with people. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's not, <clears throat> it's not really unusual that I choose, an, you know, choose another career while I'm doing, doing the same thing. Um, but I, it's just like um, my mom told me, you know, that uh, it'll still be there for you. I think it was kind of like through her words, God was saying that, I want you to do this right now yep. and don't worry. Um, you'll have an opportunity to do the other thing later, mm -hmm. but right now I want you to do this. And I will say that I look back on that experience and I see where if I wasn't doing what I was doing at that time, mm -hmm. um, what I would have missed out for one thing, I would not have missed. I would not have met my husband. Um, and, uh, the other thing is that um, a lot of the people that I've had a, the opportunity to, to help mm -hmm. and to heal, uh, I'm glad I was there for them. And um, and it taught me, I needed that experience to teach me how to be humble, to teach me to um, relish every opportunity that I have um, in this life, mm -hmm. to be with my family and to be with others, right? Because it can all be gone within the blink of an eye. Yep. And um, I really am thankful to God that uh, I had that experience. And you know how um, a lot of times I think I was listening to uh, Bishop T D. Jakes and or somebody I don't know, and. They were talking about, you know, our purpose and how sometimes we think that our purpose is one thing, but, mm -hmm. you know, God will put something in front of us and have us do that because that's leading to our purpose, you know? So mm -hmm. you being a physician assistant and getting to heal, you know, a lot of people and really make a difference. Um, but then, you know, your family life was more important to you. So, mm -hmm. you know. Now, you know, working in the makeup industry, it was kind of like God was, you know, wheeling you back to your purpose. And your purpose is first and foremost your family and then still your love for makeup. You know, so it's crazy how a lot of times we don't see things like full spectrum into after the fact, you know. And it could be years and years and years down the line. But, oh yeah, you know, it takes us a while to see things. You know, it's funny you should say that, Tamira, because I sometimes think that the reason why... Um, I became a PA mm -hmm. uh, first mm -hmm. was because God knew um, that I was going to have my daughter. Yep. You know he did. He knew uh -huh. when we were forming yep. in our mother's womb. So you know he he already knew that. Yeah. You know? And, um, and I think about like, um, you know, all of the medical treatment and stuff that um, we were able to give my daughter. Right. I 
I know that a lot of, I know that a lot of the progress and stuff that she's made, mm-hmm. um, is because, uh, God gave me that experience so that I can talk to the people in medicine exact in the language that they understand right. to get her the care that she needed. Right. And, um, I think that, um, I really think that's why, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but you know, that's, I think that's what it was all about. Who knows? I'll Maybe I'll find out more later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's crazy. I think, you know, that's exactly how it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Yep. Um, okay. So one of the last questions, um, is our thrive question. So, um, Basically, I'm going to ask you three words, and then you just give me either the first word or a phrase, the first phrase that comes to your mind when you think of, um, when you hear this word, basically. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. So, the first word is culture. And I think of one word. Yes. Or a phrase. Or a phrase? Yes. The people that have made me. Okay. Uh, kingdom. I immediately think of a kingdom of God. Yep. Okay. I love it. And the last word, entrepreneurship. Ooh, I, there's so many things I can say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, try to break it down in the simplest form as you can. <laughs> okay, all right. Perseverance. Oh, wow. That's a new one. No one ever said that. And I always ask this question to everybody. Okay, I like that. Before we go, um, what are some tips that you can give to any freelance makeup artist? Who wants to focus on um, becoming a special effects make a special effects makeup artist? How can they get started? Okay. Well, the first thing I would recommend is um, starting with what you already have in your kit, in your makeup kit. Um. And the next thing I would recommend is building a, what we call a, um, a morgue, a photo morgue, which means you go online and download pictures of real medical injuries and then practice creating those. I would not recommend, um, if you wanted to do like the medical moulage stuff, that's what I would recommend that you do. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do like the monster, all that kind of stuff, uh-huh. um, there are a lot of people on YouTube. My favorites are um, Glam and Gore. Mm-hmm. I love to watch her. Okay. Um, my other favorite Dan has out of Sweden, um, and so those are the first two I can think of offhand to watch. Um, oh, and uh, another favorite is Made You Look. Um, and she is absolutely wonderful as well because, um, actually, I would put her first and then Glam and Gore 
because made you look, she actually explains things to you. And she also teaches you how to take the makeup off because a lot of them don't teach you that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so if you want to go into special effects, I would recommend watching those so you actually know the lingo and and the materials. Then I would recommend that after you recreate some of those things, take selfies of them, take Mm -hmm. selfies of yourself. Okay. And then start applying to haunted houses in your area. Um, The haunted houses, um, they don't pay a lot, but you will get a lot of experience in in, uh, several ways. Mm -hmm. You will probably work with materials that you've never worked with before. Mm -hmm. You will get on-hand training. Um, which is nice. It's always nice to get paid while you're learning to do something. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you will get a taste of what it's like to work in a, in different environments. Um, working uh, for haunted houses is not glamorous, at least not where I've been. Mm. Um, I usually wear hiking boots um, every time I do that work. Because the makeup trailer is always out in the woods, oh, wow. <laughs> over the field, through the through the river, over over the river and through the woods. <laughs> to the makeup trailer I go. <laughs> so you would get used to working in all types of environments doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually in the fall if you're um, on the East Coast, so you'll get understand what it's like to work when it's raining, when mosquitoes are biting on you. Right. You have to work on the actors. You have to uh, work quickly on them, and um, and usually they will give you maybe up maybe up to seven minutes per actor. Oh wow! So you so you will, so it, so I think those are some of the things I can advise on um, starting special effects. And then after you get that experience, um, looking around in your area mm. for a makeup artist that specializes in that. And whose work that you absolutely love, and someone who is working actively working um, as a special effects artist, and um, reach out to them and ask if they'll mentor you. Wow, I, you know what? that's cool. You gave a lot of good startup tips, but you know what I um what I was thinking was, do you? So they basically have to already know the basics of makeup artistry before applying to do special effects um for the hunt industry they always want to see your work before they hire you okay um if you reach out to um a mentor Mm -hmm. and um and they agree to train you from beginning Uh that's better okay but when you have a mentor um, or you, or you reach out. I guess the last part, um, just about the um, having a so the the person that wants to be a um, a special, special effects, effects, yes. So they shouldn't have. You need a web uh, to get a website, right? Or if they're looking for a mentor, make sure the mentor has a website. Yeah. Okay. The mentor or the makeup artist that they want to assist should have a website. Okay. And they have a bio. And um, they should have um, a list of all the work that they have done. Okay. Um, and the reason why I stress that is because you want someone 
who really has experience. And if you are like in your 20s and you're looking for someone, um, look for someone who's older than you. Okay. Because someone who's older than you is going to have the experience. You, you know, don't, um, I mean, you might might find someone in the same age as you who's really up there, but mm-hmm. you want someone with at least 15 to 20 years of experience okay. um, uh, to, to, to assist. And um, because they're going to take, you know, they're serious. They've been in the business and you will learn from them. Um, and this is a type of, one of the things I have learned is that this is the type of business where you really, you may attend a makeup school, but you really don't learn your, the ins and outs of the business until you are assisting another makeup artist or um, a makeup artist is mentoring you. You just, you really don't. There are just things that nobody are going are gonna to tell you until you actually take the time mm-hmm. to, to get your hands and feet dirty. And yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. That's even like being, when I started off doing freelance, um, Mm -hmm. uh, fashion style. And then when I, you know, got my website and everything. So yeah, I understand that. And also to let everyone know that's interested. A lot of time when freelancers start off, they do a lot of unpaid work. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, um, if, you know, one of the things is, you know, if you're young and you're still at home with your parents, this is the time to do it. <laughs> this is the time to, you know, go out there and 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 assist someone. And I'm going to recommend a, a book called um, it's called uh, uh, it's about assisting. It's written by um, Deshawn Hatcher, and um, she's a makeup artist out of New York. She has over 20 years of experience. She's still working. Oh wow! And um, you know she's uh, uh, she's um, she does celebrities. She's very humble. She even has a YouTube channel. You can go on her and, and check out her YouTube channel and uh, get information about her book. She even talks about how to be a good assistant um, because. Makeup artistry is um, also about apprenticeship. If you want to get into films, you want to do commercial work, you have to enter it by doing an apprenticeship. I mean, if you want to do commercials for um, the national companies, you know, like you want to get into doing stuff for Pepsi and for Hirsch, you know, those type of um, businesses, um, for Vogue, for um, Victoria's Secret, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to do VIPs, you have to start assisting because that is how you're going to start meeting the people behind the cameras who will know you. And I'll give you this quick example. One, one way I knew that I had picked my mentor, that I had picked the right mentor, mm-hmm. I assisted her on a job where the crew and the client who wanted the work done, uh-huh. they held off produc- production until she came back from vacation oh wow because they wanted her to do the special effects yeah Yeah, you definitely yeah you picked a good one (laughs) (laughs) i said to myself this is this is good and um and that day i learned how how to put on um how to put on a fake beard but um okay (laughs) so i mean it's it's so important to do an apprenticeship and um again i think that um that um, and you have to humble yourself. You have to be so humble and not think that you know everything. Um, when you have, when you're an assistant, 
the last thing you want to say to your mentor is, you know, I saw on YouTube because they're going to look at you. <laughs> they're going to look at you as if you have a third eye on your head. Don't even talk about YouTube. Right. So no bringing up YouTube University. That's what I call it. <laughs> Don't bring up YouTube University. <laughs> Oh, wow. Good. Good to know. Good to know. Definitely that, you know, when you go on set or with a mentor, yes, be humble. Be the student. Because too too often people, you know, they want to be the teacher, you know. And take a a notepad with you. Okay. And don't ask questions until the end of the day. Write your questions down. Because they don't have time to ask questions while they're working on actors. Right, right. That's the best thing to do. And, yeah. Make sure you have that notebook, because I'm going to tell you, I had someone who shadowed me one day, and um, she wanted to, um, she's interested in becoming a makeup artist. And um, I remember uh, I asked her, I said, do you have a notebook? She's like, oh, I'm going to put it all on my phone. I thought, okay, I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure she did, but she never asked me any questions afterward. I'm guilty. Sometimes I do that. I'm like, okay, I'll put it in my notes in my phone. I'm guilty on that sometimes too. Oh goodness. <laughs> wow. So unless it's a Samsung note, I don't know. Right, right. Well, I have iPhone, so I just pull out my little notes and start typing away. But yeah, you know, yeah. I have a book that I bring with me too, like in my purse that I always carry most of the time. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are, so that, that's my long winded. <laughs> No, while you gave good explanation. Yeah, I, I this interview was awesome. Like I was, you know, I couldn't wait to interview you. So, and you know, we talked, and I think it was good. I think a lot of people learned. I know I did because I didn't know anything about special effects. So it was like eye opening for me. So, oh, good. I'm yeah. I'm so glad um to to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I I really hope that anything I that um that I may have said something that can help someone yes um because uh it's um I, I love it so you know and I just um you know and I know that it can be hard to get out there and take that first step but if you take that first step that'll carry you the rest of the way yeah I definitely uh, believe that yep so before we wrap up tell the listeners where they can follow you how we can support you if you have anything that you're selling or, you know, any or just any projects um, that you may have coming up. Um, well, I you can support me by checking out my um, Instagram. I'm at Doris Elias Makeup. Uh, my professional portfolio is there. You can also check out my work at um, www.dorismakeupartist.com. And right now, I am getting ready um, for uh, Halloween, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, I start now. I am creating, uh, I am creating um, faces of uh, fantasy and um, gore <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm already getting ready for uh, Field of Screams because I, I and um so that's what I'm doing. Oh, and the other thing is every first weekend, come to Artists and Makers. Um, we are located at 1216 Wilkins Avenue, oh, and it's wow. Artists and Makers 2. Mm-hmm. We have an open house. We open up the galleries. Oh, wow. And artists display their work. 
I'm the only makeup artist in the gallery, but we have a fashion designer there. Oh, okay. We have people who work with various types of textiles um, and media, jewelry makers. Please come. It's always um, the first weekend of the month. And um, you can check them out at www.artistsandmakers.com, located in Rockville, Maryland. And um, I'll be there probably creating something <laughs> and um, everyone else will be there. We, um, and we feed you as well. You know, you come for drinks, we serve wine and uh, champagne oh, wow. and, and lots of different um, uh, hors d'oeuvres. And it's open to the public. Oh, good. And I'll put the link in the free. Oh, that's the key word for people. Ding, ding. Free. <laughs> and I'll put the link in the show notes because I definitely want to um, stop by and check it out. But I'll put the oh. link in the show notes for the listeners so they can, you know, remember to come as well. Okay, great. All right. So thank you, um, Ms. Doris, for being on a part of the show. And um, I just wish you much success on everything that you have coming up so far thank you thank you god bless you god bless you as well and thank you guys once again for listening um hey guys you can now send me voice messages to be added to the show so if you would love so if you love this interview let me know with a voice message until next week stay encouraged and blessed i'll talk to you guys later